Yeah. All right. Uh, Strike update. Strike update. Still going. Still going. Uh, the actors are meeting. Um, apparently, they were given their best and final offer. They always the studios. They always the studios. They 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 said the same thing about the writers' strike, and that's when it was. That's when it ended. After uh-huh. the best and final offer, I saw an update today that uh, uh, the SAG, the, the people from the no, sorry, not not, not SAG. The well, yeah, SAG. Um, uh, they said that uh, they received the offer that they were discussing it. That they, ex- they they liked what they heard, but there was still a lot of AI stuff that they did not like. Yeah. So, yeah, let me good. Read it. it says, uh, pl- uh, this morning our negotiations finally responded to the AMTP's last best and final offer. Please know every member of our TV uh, theatrical negotiation committee is determined to secure the right deal and thereby bring this strike to an end responsibly. There are several essential items on which we still do not have an agreement, including AI, who will keep you informed as events unfold in solidarity and gratitude. And then the last thing that they said was, um, uh, according to the THR, the studios want to make a one-time payment for an actor's digital AI scan, thus securing the right to reuse AI scans forever without any further compensation and consent. And the SAG people do not uh, like that. The studio's latest offer would reportedly allow them to secure rights to use digital scans of deceased actors without consent of their state or uh, the union. The, the SAG has ca- encountered that there must be a compensation and consent of reuse of actor scans if they so accept it. So, um, doesn't look like this shit is going to end this weekend. So, no, no, uh, I maybe, maybe once Disney starts to bleed from the Marvels, maybe they'll be like, you know what, guys, maybe we should tap. Well, it's going to suck when, you know, I'm the only one in the theater watching it. I feel oh, like I'm God. the only one excited for that movie, but okay, it's fine. I don't think the traders are cool. Uh, so, folks, tune in next week for a review of the Marvels. You know, Hell however, yeah. like all ten of you that are going to see this movie, eh, it's going to be five more people that saw the Flash. So, you know, why? Just, just, what, just... why do you hurt me? Why do you hurt me so? What do I, I do not... to you, Chema? You brought the Marvels up first. You brought the. Marvels I, up I talked first. about reviewing it. You made the joke that you're the only one that's going to watch it. Yeah. I am probably. What if hypothetically? Okay. What if it bombs hard? What if it? I'm not talking like only half a billion. I'm talking what if it bombs like n- not even scratching two hundred million. It's gonna make two more than two hundred. Hypothetically, how how badly do you think uh, Disney like freaks out? Um, they're already freaked out. Honestly, what? my biggest concern, my biggest problem. It's not the Marvels. It's the Percy Jackson show because it's coming out in December. That is my biggest worry. Not because it's gonna bomb because it can't bomb. It's a show on on Disney Plus, but it just sucks that the actors can't promote it. You know. Yeah. Well, also, yeah. Uh, and this has nothing to do with uh, with um, that, but supposedly, um, <coughs> who's who was cast as Blade again? Her show, oh, Ma- Maharshala Ali. Yeah, yes, he's okay. back. He's back. No, so supposedly though, he's pissed and he's considering walking. Yeah, but that, that that got solved already. And 
Did it? I I yeah. saw this this recently. Yeah, but this the something new came out like today or like yesterday. Uh, that right. uh, yeah, they already uh like they kind of up. He had like some demands, and he was pissed that they couldn't like get a new update or something. So yeah. I think uh they just confirmed today that it's gonna be R rated, like definitely. And I think that convinced him to stay. All right. I I hope it works. I want Blade to be good. That's yeah, me too. Fucking, let's see how they fuck this up. Uh but we're not here to talk about Blade, are we? Oh. No. We're not here to talk in about the slightest. All right. Come on, hit the intro. <laughs> People will get it. Five nights at Fred. That's not the intro. Silly Chema. That's not the intro. Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. I'm Freddy. <laughs> there was ever a time for that joke. Now reviewing the time. Five Nights at Freddy's, and this is the rollback. Can you survive the night? Recently fired and desperate for work, a troubled young man named Mike Schmidt agrees to take a position as a night security guard at an abandoned themed restaurant, Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. But he soon discovers that nothing at Freddy's is what it seems. So we have the movie based on the hit video game series, Five Nights at Freddy's, directed by indie director up-and-comer Emma Tammy. With a script by Tammy and the creator of the original game, Scott Cawthon, uh, direct, uh, sorry, starring Josh Hutcherson, Piper Rubio, Elizabeth Lale, and Matthew Lillard. This has been a long time coming. This has been a really expected and uh, wanted movie by the fans of the franchise. And the movie has been on development hell for so long that other studios just decided, like, oh, fuck it, we'll just make our own Freddy's movie. And that's how we got things like uh, the Banana Splits movie and uh, Willis Wonderworld or Wonderland. I, for- I forgot what it's called. But anyway, the idea felt lucrative. This These were indie darling games that became so popular. And so much money came from this thing that, like, the studios had to know that this thing, however it came out, was going to make money. So all we wished is that it was at least good. Uh, so it came out, came out exactly on uh, the 27th, I believe, of October, right at the edge of Halloween. Perfect. A perfect decision to release that movie on that day by Blumhouse. And uh, it came out both in theaters and on, and on Peacock at the same time. So you could watch it at home or you could watch it in theaters, depending how you prefer. Um, this movie just crossed a $200 million mark today. And I cannot believe that it's going to end up being one of the most lucrative movies of the year. I'm excited to discuss it. Um, I, I I'm a fan of the games. I played. Uh, I have a I have a specific story that goes along with the first one. I'll tell you about it later. But mm-hmm. uh, I played a few of them, and of course, another lore. Of course, I'm familiar with the uh, with the fandom. Of course, I've seen the theory videos. Of course, I've seen the Markiplier uh, play-alongs. Uh, it's such. Uh, and and it has etched itself into fandom and pop culture history, not just because of the game, but because of 
people's reaction to it. It's such a niche niche thing, and I'm so and it's wild that it, it, it became a movie already. So um I don't know how much of a fan you are of the games or how familiar you are with the fandom. Um so let me know what what did you think of the of the Freddy's movie? I am somewhat of a fan. I'm not gonna lie to you and say I'm the biggest Five Nights at Freddy's fan, but I like the games. I've played a few of them. Um I'm a bigger fan of the lore, I'm a bigger fan of the backstories. I like watching the uh, overarching overarching stories and everything like that. That I do enjoy. Um, so I'm coming at this from the perspective, not as someone who is like a diehard fan, but as a, I would say a filthy casual. Um, <laughs> and I would say as a filthy casual, I liked it. I, I, I got the beats that I was looking for. I was like, okay, this is Mike Schmidt. Uh, that Abby, that's probably baby Vanessa. She comes out later, but I get why they're bringing her out now. Matthew Litter. Of course, uh, of course, he's fuck. What's his name? I'm trying to remember again. Don't, don't William tell Afton. Me. Damn uh, it! Should I tell me? Tell you. Uh, yeah, William Afton. I'm wondering where they're gonna bring out his partner. I'm wondering if that's maybe Mike's dad. Because mm-hmm. I know in the games, you know, Afton does kill not uh, his partner's kid. He kills his partner's kid, but it's a girl, not a boy. So I'm kind of wondering how that's gonna play out. But okay. From an outsider's perspective, looking in, I took my nephews to go watch this movie. Um, it's fucking expensive to take kids to the movies, fair warning. Um, <laughs> fucking expensive. But I liked it, and they really enjoyed it. And I I would say, god damn, this movie was really for the fans. Um, I can tell you right now, Scott Coughlin, uh, excuse me, Scott Coughlin was famously, he was on set a lot, giving direction. And he had, like, VIP... Um, access to where the production company everyone that worked was like hey if this dude tells you something you shut the fuck up and you do whatever he says it goes director him in that order and then everyone else uh scott's very particular with a lot of things so i think it i think you could tell this movie was a product of love um yeah um Let me see here. So you're right. It was when it went through development hell. The movie opens with a Freddy's fast pair. Uh, no, it doesn't open with that. Actually, it opens with Mike Schmidt. Um, after did do we open on the flashback or after he got fired? No, we open with we open with him getting fired. Well, we technically open with uh, a security guard getting chased. That's by, true. That was supposed to be. Foxy. Markiplier. That was supposed to be right. Markiplier. Yeah. yeah. Um, such a shame that he couldn't make it, but. After seeing the box office, they're gonna do a sequel, and he's gonna be in it. Like it's, let's see how the Iron Lung does. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see that too. Um, Yeah, it starts with uh, Mike Mike Schmidt, played by Josh Hutcherson, who uh, we haven't seen in a while. We haven't seen this guy in a while. You know, Uh, he was. uh, We kind of saw this guy grow up. You know, um, doing a lot of movies as a kid, like Mission Terabithia and Sathura. And Journey to the Center of the Earth and things like that. I forgot about Zathura. That's such a good one. It's such a such an underrated little movie. And uh and he's been in so much, so much stuff. You know, of course, he was in the Hunger Games as a as, as a younger, uh, as a younger adult. And uh he kind of went away. The last time that I saw him was in uh he was in the Disaster Artist, the movie about the making of the room. Oh, I um, forgot about that. 
Yeah, we all did. But he, he was there. And uh, it's kind of cool that in the same year, we got both Josh Hutcherson and Jennifer Lawrence and the Hunger Games back. Like, I think it's so random that we, we're going to get them all back in the same year. Um, but I'll take it. Yeah, it's very weird, but it's cool. Uh, I think he is uh, he's perfect for a role like this. Like, he... Uh, because he's always seen such, he's always played very likable characters. And in this one, he plays, he's not an asshole, but you can tell that he's tired of getting beaten down. You can tell he's tired of not winning. And I, w- um, I would say life has kicked the shit out of this poor guy. Yeah. And uh, you can see how that has been, has made him like a little bit of a cynic and how he's single, he's single targeting one thing, which is trying to get into his own dream using dream theory to understand who took, who stole his little brother. Um, the movie is going to be split into two parts. Uh, one, which is the, uh, the Freddy Fazbear's uh, animatronic uh, lore and all that. And the other is uh, the other half is the story of Mike and the, the, the stealing of his brother. And he's trying to get into his dream and the custody battle for his sister and this could almost be two different movies. Yeah. Um, it's really weird because uh, so Emma Tammy, who's a, who's, who's a director, she's directed these indie films like Blood Moon and Delivered and The Wind, and they're very dialogue focused, but also very quiet. Like there's not a lot of background music, and you can see that she injected a lot of that into it, into this because there's not a lot of music. Uh, there's not a lot of score in the movie, and there's a lot of quiet moments like. Uh, uh, him trying to get his sister to eat, or there's a great scene with him and Vanessa sitting by a river t- talking, and everything that they're saying we know already, but seeing them talk about it and just being guided by their facial expressions, it's such a force to be seen. Um, it almost feels I-, I feel like if you showed someone that clip of the two of them talking by a river and you told someone, like, hey, this is from the Finance of Furtis movie, people will be like. You're what? shitting me. Like, what is that? Um, yeah. So that's why I was concerned. While, while watching this, I was concerned, like, oh, my God, what if I don't want people to go, like, oh, my God, get to the animatronics already. I wanted those scenes to be engaging, and luckily they were because they were carried by good actors. Mm-hmm. And I would say not a lot of dialogue, but the silence and the quietness really made the scenes that were very loud later uh, hit much harder, which I think is the point of the game also, because the game is also a lot of quiet, and a lot of silence, and a lot of background noise. So when it does hit you with a loud noise, it's it effective. You. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, what's one thing that's odd? Um, a lot of the critics criticize the lack of animatronics. That was that. That's the exact wording from several reviews. Oh, yeah. I came. I paid for the animatronics, and I barely got to see them at all. And so I was worried leading into this movie when I went to take my nephews. I was like, oh, shit. What if like they're only there for like the third act? No. No. I would say the animatronics from, from Freddy, Bonnie, Chica, Foxy, and the Cupcake, they're all there a lot. Like, there they're are co-stars in this film. Very clearly, it's about Mike Schmidt and like his, his issues. But the animatronics are front and center. It's not a Jaw situation or like a Godzilla 2014 situation where we get blue ball the entire time and we barely get to see them in action. No, from the fucking get-go, we get them. I don't understand a lot of the negative criticism of this film. 
I think uh, this movie was not made for critics. I no, mean, very I much not. There's fan service in this. Fucking Matt Pat is in this. Oh yeah. Um, the I first have a theory, time, actually. Yeah, when he goes, you know, it's just a theory. I, I, I'll be honest, you know, um, I think his cameo could have been a little funny. better. I mean, funny because, like, look, I saw this movie again uh, a couple nights ago. I took my oh. sister to see it. And um, when uh, I think the the core audience of the movie already went to see it, and uh, because when I saw it again, like a full week and and change after it came out, when MadPat came out, nobody was shocked, nobody gasped, nobody laughed. Like people were actually confused. Oh, like they didn't like, get the insider joke. They, they did not get the joke. And okay, you know, it's fine. It was definitely a, a fan service joke. But um, here's something that happened when I was watching it a second time. Um, by the time, I think it was the second or the third night when uh, Mike and Vanessa are walking in through Freddy's and she's showing him the animatronics and stuff. There's And and, uh, and he's, and he's kind of walking around. My sister kind of turned to me and went like, how was this a game? Like, what did you do in the game? Mm-hmm. And it kind of hit me like, oh, yeah, to someone who doesn't know, like, this is, they're going to be not confused, but like, wait, how how does this work, you know? Uh- and uh, and it happened also, like, the first time that I saw it, uh, I turned to my friend that I, that, that, that I went to see it with, and... Uh, and she said, kind of weird that there were no animatronic uh, jump scares, like how the game is. Mm. And I went, you're so fucking right. Like, there's no, like, the jump scares that we see are, like, usually from the Balloon Boy figure that Mike yeah. always ends up, like, turning around. Or uh, the Cupcake, there's a scene where, like, he, it jumps into one of the one of the, one of the robbers. But you're so fucking right. Like, there's no scene... Where, which is a trademark of the game where like somebody is watching the cameras and like puts them down and, like there's there's the thing in your face so yeah. random that like that's that's like the biggest the most memorable thing about the game and it's not there you know yeah. um you know when Nikki I, brought up oh god yeah what is what is she brought up she just mentioned how like it would have been she would have liked it more if they had had a scene where maybe they're jumping through the security cameras, like going back and forth. Yeah, like 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 almost like it looks like in the game. Like she mentioned that. Like you're right, it would have been better if they incorporated some of that, just a little bit of it. But no, I'm sorry, you were saying. Um, um. Well, there's like a few moments where like we do see the cameras and they have the same angle and they have the same. There's even a moment where like one of the robbers is looking at the cameras and we can see like. Bonnie and Chica kind of like turns kind of looking at the camera and it looks dead on like out of the game. And that is cool, but I don't know. I feel like we've advanced so much beyond jump scares that yeah. uh I don't know, it's it's random, but they're kind of missing in, in in something like this. Um we gotta talk about those animatronics though. Like uh they got they uh, the, uh, yeah, not only they function, but they got um what are they called? Um, the Muppets. People who made the Muppets? Yeah. What are they called? Um, They're not Imagineers. Puppeteers? 
Um, it's called uh, what are they called? God, I feel so stupid not knowing this. Uh, the the the, the Jim Henson Company. Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. So they got the Jim Henson Company to make the actual animatronics, and they move. And, and Jesus Christ, they—you're so right. They show them, and they show everything, and you can see them, and the colors and everything. They look dead out of the game. They look great. This things—it's gonna be so weird when they finish filming, and they have to put them away in a vault. And then, so, and then later they're, they're, they're gonna send some poor intern like, "Hey, can you go to the to this vault and pick up like, I don't know, like a random prop?" And this poor intern has to like walk in and just see <laughs> those things just sitting there. Why? Jesus, I would be horrified. They look amazing. They are the stars of the show. There's a reason why the posters of the movie only had them. In the posters. Yeah. They, they did not sell this on Josh Hutcherson. They did not sell them on Matthew Lillard. They sold it on these things. And Very true. God, they look incredible. And I'll be shocked if they don't announce a sequel because after all the work and heart they put into those, you're going to want to use them again. Oh, you know? you know that was expensive. You know that was expensive because this movie was not with $25 million to make it. Just 25 million. After being in development hell for so long, they probably had like a very expensive thing they were working on and decided to just scale back, go back to basics. Chris Columbus was going to direct this originally. Uh, I think they dodged a bullet. You think so? Chris Chris Columbus? Yeah, you don't want the director of the first two Harry Potter movies to direct. Okay, this? yeah, that Chris Columbus. Yeah, no, dude, I think he yeah. would have been the wrong choice for this completely. I'm like, are we thinking of the same guy, the dude that directed the first two Harry Potter movies? Because yeah, that's a that's a bad call if he would have directed it. It would have been weird, but I feel like he's attached to everything at some point, you know. And he hasn't yeah. done anything in a while. Like the last thing he did was the Christmas Chronicles two, and before that, it was Pixels, like five days, five years before. Like, we haven't seen this guy in a while, and I know he was working on this for a bit, and I don't know, man. Uh, I feel like Chris Columbus in the 90s would have been a great for something like this. Um, but, no, nah, this needed this needed to be raw, and I think giving it to an indie director was a, was a good idea. I completely agree, because, man, I, I look at his uh, his filmography, and I, I genuinely think he, was a, he would have been the wrong guy to go with. Yeah. Uh, like everywhere he's attached to everything at some point but yeah um so emma tammy directs this and i think she finds a good balance between um uh, the fastburst side and the and the uh, mike schmidt side i will be honest i think if i think i think that she should be brought back for the sequel i think she, i think it's her franchise and i think she should lead it 100 percent i agree with you there However, I think if a sequel is made, if you decide to do a prequel or a sequel, because the games technically are all are all prequels of each other, I would like the next one to be focused more on the animatronics than on the human side, if I can be honest. I I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Do you think it's gonna be like again half and half, or you think they're gonna focus more on the human side in the next one? I think it'll be split about what it is now because I think I think in this film maybe they can't do it twice. I think in this film they found a very good balance between the human story and the animatronics and the horror and the murder. 
I think yeah. they're going to dive more into Matthew Lillard's character, into into William Afton, and why he committed the murders. I think they're going to dive more that way. I, I'll agree with you there. Mm-hmm. But I, you can't support the entire film strictly up animatronics. I don't think you can. They don't talk. They're victims. Um, yeah. They can be horror. They can be Jason-centric. It's it's kind of like a Godzilla movie. No one goes to watch a Godzilla movie for the fucking human characters. They go to watch Godzilla. There has to be a balance, though, because you can't watch Godzilla destroying shit for two hours. Eventually, you get bored. You would get bored? I mean, the general you wouldn't get bored. You wouldn't get public. bored. The you general would public. not get bored. The general right. public would. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I'm set to watch about four different Godzilla projects in the next what six, six months? months? Not yeah. even five months. I got I haven't got my tickets for Godzilla minus one. You already got one? Yeah, I already got mine. Yeah. Uh I asked Nick if she wanted to go. She said, No, nah, you're good. So <laughs> that Monarch. Um what else? What was the other one? What was the other one? Uh, Godzilla uh X Kong, the new empire. Yeah. I'm eating good for the next couple. I already watched Godzilla versus uh Megalodon. No. And Mega- they just released a short movie, Godzilla versus um, something. Did you uh, did you see the the Apple TV show that's that's Megalon. coming out as well? Yeah, Monarch. Yeah, that, that's the one. Oh, I that's Monarch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Yeah, um, yeah. You're not gonna get bored of that shit. Um, but look, I wouldn't, but the, the general public would. Look, I'm the guy that kept uh, pushing and pushing for the Planet of the Apes movies to go more ape centric than human centric. And I'm not saying they listened to me, but I'm saying they started doing it. And guess what? They became better. Okay? Yeah, but humans are, bo- apes are borderline humans. We can read their emotions. But- I don't want to sympathize with, with the fucking animatronics. I'm sorry. I don't want that. They're children, Eddie. They are, they are victims. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. They are victims. I'm not going to lie to you. Though. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting the decision that they make. I don't think I I don't think they're going to bring Hutcherson back for another one. I think uh, as good as he was in this, I think his arc is finished, and um, um, definitely Lillard. Lillard already said that he signed three for, for for three movies, so he's locked in. And as we know, he always comes back. He will definitely come back. I don't think Lillard's done. I mean, not Lillard. I don't think Hutchinson's done. I think he'll be back in the sequels because it's up to him to take down Afton. Like, I think he's gonna he's gonna be our main protagonist. I think it's gonna be up to Vanessa though. That's 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 her daughter. Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Maybe. Um, we haven't talked about her. What, what do you think of Elizabeth Lail as uh, as Vanessa? You know, it bugged the shit on me that I couldn't place her until I was like, oh, she was the victim in you. There you yeah, go. she was. <laughs> it took, it yeah, bothered the shit out of me. Um, I liked her. I thought she played, I thought she was good. Uh, not gonna lie, she kind of annoyed me just a tiny bit with her flip-flopping of like, oh, just be cool. Don't go there. Well, you know, you, know, you can leave, but he's my father. But like, that did bug me, but that's not the actress's fault. Mm-hmm. I would say that that maybe the only weak spot in the film is that like shit writing where I'm like, you're telling him what to do. You're telling him where to go. Like you're enabling this. Yeah. Um, I think from the get go, you're supposed to like see her and not trust her immediately. 
Because she the, the way that the way that she acted and the way that she was bouncing, her, she and Hutchinson had totally different energies. Like there's a very strange moment where when she's talking about the pizzeria and she's talking about Freddy and like the animatronics, and he's so confused, he's so like weirded out by everything, and he's trying, he's so locked in into this being like a horror thing, and they're playing that song, and he's so confused, and then she kind of goes like you want to dance? Like, they're so, like, they're so, like, they're not mismatched, but, like, the energies are so completely different. And that's not a gag on them or the director or anything. It's just, like, I felt like she was going to walk in and say the same thing to whoever was there. Like, and he was just in the, on the on the receiving end, which I this think time. it's on purpose. Yeah, I think it's on, it felt weirdly, it felt very, like, video gamey. Like an NPC telling you something, yeah. Um, so it do, worked. Uh, yeah. Do you think uh, there was a version? There was a draft of this film where she was an animatronic, uh, Vanessa. Yeah, because I I know there's a theory that she's maybe Afton's daughter. She yeah, they said it in the movie yeah. No, no, but like actually, like in the game, she's Afton's daughter. Oh. Like she's a recreation of the daughter that he lost. Um, well, um, do you think there's any in, truth to that? In the game Security Breach, there's uh, her character goes into like a, something a little dark. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for for spoilers. Um, we're in spoiler territory. We're fine. Kind of. All right, fucking it's a, ladies and gentlemen, it's a spoiler for it's a spoiler for the game. So yeah. Um, spoiler and brawl in three, two, one, go. So she uh she she starts us like kind of helping the main character in security breach, and then she ends up becoming like the villain. She ends up going uh for through a twisted route. Um really? yeah, and um I think they're changing that completely for the continuity of the movies, uh, which is not a disservice. I think it's actually helping. I would prefer her stay in the light side. I think uh, the the ending where um, she where she gets stabbed by uh, by Afton, there's a there's a genuine raw sadness in her face, mm-hmm. like she genuinely did not expect her own father to stab her like this, and she communicates that only with her face. And I would hate to see that and then see her, you know, turn to the turn to the dark side. Um. Because I, I do think the franchise is eventually going to fall on her shoulders. So I, I I I don't think Schmidt is coming back. I think uh, the arc is finished. Uh, I think he learned his lesson. He le- he learned to let go of his brother. Um, and I think he's going to want to keep his sister safe. Which, by the way, we got to talk about that scene. Like, the ending of the movie, when they're having lunch. And she says, like, they're, they're so alone. Can we go visit them? He makes... This face, he he communicates like, "Are you fucking shitting me, woman?" Like in just <laughs> in a single small expression, like I think it's so difficult to make that face specifically, like and just make it convey so much because the two times that I saw this movie, that scene was the biggest gut bust. Everyone laughed. And I feel like in a horror movie, you need a scene to make you like calm down. Yeah. And that scene just it <laughs> so much was done with so little. Just like that one expression of him going, like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, 
Like, and and he has he just being like the kindest soul, just being like, you know, the good thing is that we're fine, you know, like shut up and eat your pancakes. Yeah, you know, like just like shut up and eat your pancakes. Like it's it was such a a, a good micro uh micro moment from Hutcherson that just cements what a good actor he is. Cause like it's so easy to I, I feel like it's it's so much harder to do that than loud hammy expressions. And I think he nailed that. Do you think we ever get Henry Emily? Oh, I'm kind of hoping maybe he comes out maybe. in the next one or the one after that. Maybe I I I wholeheartedly believe that they're going to make three because this was what just two hundred million dollars in two weeks. Cannot believe that those these numbers are impossible. Dude, I might have the perfect actor to play Henry Emily. Who who, who do you want it to play? Skeet Urich. Urich. Yeah, oh, my God. Look, what if he did? What if he did? Look, I wouldn't put it past them because there is a Scream reference in this movie. Yeah. Oh, you told me. here. Tell the crowd. Tell the crowd. Okay, so there's a scene where we see Afton in the Springtrap suit, and he walks out, and he's holding the knife, and he cleans it off before using it. It's such a good call out to scream and such a good call out to like him being the him being revealed as the villain, which is so much more obvious in this one than in the previous one. Because like mm-hmm. when I saw it, like uh, the, the first time everyone knew, of course, but like the second time people around me were like, well, of course it's him. Not only because, you know, it would be a, a secret, but because he's the only other character that has shown up. Yeah. You know, be extremely I'm, obvious. Imagine. Imagine if if he plays the uh, Henry Emily or or there's another one, and I, I don't know if this is as like impactful. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's retiring though. I heard, but I mean, what if this is how he goes out? He wants to go out uh, playing Doctor Eckman for the last time. Really, that's the one that he's gonna die on. That's the hell he's gonna die. Yeah, on? he fucking loves it. He's having such a ball with that. But I thought he was done playing Eggman. Like he's not coming back for the sequel, is he? No, he is. Yeah, he's coming back for part three. Definitely. No? It's not confirmed. He said that he wanted he wanted to retire after doing Sonic Three. Uh, ben Schwartz, the Hedgehog, Tails. They haven't even cast Shadow. Like it's gonna it's it's gonna take a bit for that for all that to come out. Huh. Also, oh. also the second one like barely came out. Like what last year? Yeah, and they're doing—they're doing a fuck. Did you did you heard they're making a Knuckles show for Paramount Plus? I heard about that. Can we stop? Can we stop doing like like shows for movies for shit? Like Jesus Christ, it's getting annoying. I mean, he—they need money, man. Fucking uh... yeah, because who's gonna who's gonna spend money for Paramount Plus? Exactly. Fucking Laylestone's yeah. coming to an end. They need that sweet, sweet kid money. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, but anyway, uh, coming back to Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, well, we touched on Josh Hutcherson and talk on uh, Lillard. Lillard was great for the for the few scenes that he had. He had like three scenes. He's great in all of them. Uh, I, I really do think he's good. they're going to expand him more in the future. Definitely, because I think uh, as menacing as he was in this one, and also the Springtrap suit looked incredible. Like, 
god damn, that's that was some incredible practical effects. Um, I think he's made a career like like we know him from Scream and Scooby Doo and, and and all these things, but he has he has one of the wildest filmographies ever. Between Scream and 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 uh, and Scooby Doo and 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 fuck the uh, did you ever see the movie The Descendants? Oh, I'd have to see the screen scene with uh, Josh Clooney. I know that. I know of it. Is he? Is he the one that his wife has the affair with? Yes. Ooh, that that that's gotta hurt. Yeah. So the movie, like they they, they mention, like, oh yeah, his wife is having is, is, is having an affair, but like, but when Josh Clooney finally meets him, like he opens the door to the house and he's there, and you see that that's who he's been cheating with. People have one of two reactions. The first one is usually like, really? You cheat on George Clooney with Matthew? Look? Like, really? And the other yeah. reaction is, is, man, I totally get it. Like, he, <laughs> like, he's so charismatic. Have you ever seen the videos of him at conventions? I have not. I know he's a great guy. I know that. that that's easy. Yeah. Man. I mean, th- no, it's not just that. This man is 6'3". Okay, he towers over everyone at conventions, and he looks—I don't know how this makes sense. He looks like he gives the best hugs. Like, if, it may, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, he seems like such a nice, sweet guy. So the fact that he's made a career out of playing so many deranged people—it's amazing. So uh, it you just know what gives I love? Him the credit he of how, how he voices Shaggy so much. Oh yeah, he he stayed on after he played in live action. Yeah, I'm really glad he was not in Velma though. That show was a piece of shit. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, Which well, yeah, self plug, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be able to find out how I rewrote the entire Velma series very soon. Go check out our YouTube channel. Yay. Um, all right, coming back to Five Nights. Uh, what else? What else do you want to discuss about it? I just think, man, I uh, it caught so much shit, and I don't think it deserved it. I think it was a, it was a good movie, possibly great. It's a solid B in upper scale. It did not deserve the critical backlash, but luckily, like fan response and audience response has been a lot more favorable. Uh, critics panned it. The average audience score is an A minus. Mm-hmm. Like, no, um, good movie. Can't wait for the sequel. You? I think I think this movie's gonna do something. It's gonna change the paradigm of how people see um, see critic reviews, and I hope it's for the better. Uh, I had a good time with it. I cannot sit here and pretend that it's perfect. Uh, the, there are things that I, I I don't love about it, but I did have a good time with it. Um, I, I did win with the barometer that like, you know what? If it gives the fans what they want and gives me good practical effects, I'm going to be happy. It gave me both. So I can't really complain. Um, I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, of course, I'm excited for the sequel. Of course, I would see a sequel. Uh, I would rather see a sequel to this than... Not gonna lie, a lot of movies that came out this year. So um, yeah, I, I hope it becomes in the same way that the that the games became a huge franchise. I hope the movie came out as well. Um, it's sitting somewhere between like the late tens on my top top uh, ranking of the year. It's like above Saw Ten, but like under Oppenheimer. So it's it's somewhere around there. Uh, Is that a class? Yeah. No, uh, that was it. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna agree with you. Like, no, it's not by no means a bad film, you know. Yeah, um, um, but it's definitely good. 
Um, I, I don't think it'll be in my top ten, but me neither. But but it's definitely a movie that is gonna I'm gonna remember from this year. And when the sequel comes out, I'm gonna be there opening night because I had a blast. I mean, definitely, I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do you score it? Uh yeah, B plus. B plus. B plus, B plus is, uh, is definitely positive. Um, all right, so that should cover everything regarding the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can find our show on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube, and you can find smaller video reviews on uh the YouTube channel as well, done by one Mr. Eddie Luna when he had his longer hair. Um yeah, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Next week, we are doing the Marvels. Marvel. The Marvels. Okay. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to that. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chema. I've been Eddie. And this was The Rollback. Signing off with a reminder to work the days. Don't work nights. You don't have to. Only work your 40 hours, kids. Never work more than that. God, I wish I worked 40 hours. Anyway, thank you so much. (laughs) Good night. Bye, everyone.